Hey guys, it's me, but we're not going to get into the episode just yet because I want to introduce today's sponsor, and that is Anchor. Anchor is what I use to upload and distribute my podcast on platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, but you can also use it to record and edit an episode right from your computer or phone for free. You can also use it to make money from your podcast without a minimum listenership. All you need to get started on your podcast is all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you soon. with your host, Ama Apia. Today, I bring to you a fun and awesome episode with fellow podcaster and YouTuber, Brooke Michio. Yes, cue the applause, cue the applause. Awesome, awesome time to have her on the show. We talk about what it's like to move to a new city after college, from the pros and cons to living alone, to maintaining and making new friendships, to acclimating to your new job, and kind of having to make the decision on whether or not you like it. And sometimes that leads to actually leaving the job, which Brooke talks a little bit about. Fun fact, Brooke and I actually moved to Boston at the same time, literally the same week, guys. I can't make this up. And now we're headed to new cities for our new adventures. Brooke actually just moved to New York City, and I'm in the process of moving to Washington, D.C. Basically reflect on the lessons we've learned in the past year and what we're looking forward to in the new cities that we're going to. And yeah, loved having Brooke on. She is just so chill and cool and just very easy to talk to. So thank you, Brooke, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And I hope you guys liked the episode. That is all I have for you all today. <laughs> Talk to you guys very soon and have a good week. Bye. Hi. Hi, Brooke. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast, especially just so soon after I emailed you and everything. Like you were so prompt and everything, and I was so shocked. <laughs> no problem. Oh no, I saw God. that you did episodes with like Katie and stuff. So yeah. this is exciting. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks with your host, Ama Apia. And today I have another special guest, guys. It's so exciting. I have Brooke Michio here on the show today. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. And I said this to her like multiple times before the show started. So <laughs> she's probably like this girl, but I, um, she's someone I really admire and someone who I really wanted to have in the show, especially because we, you and I start, graduated from our respective universities at the same time. And mm-hmm. we actually, um, both moved to Boston. So at the same yeah. time, so I, you know, watching your videos, listening to your podcast, I was kind of going through a lot of the same things that you did and like, we're talking about. And I was like, oh my God, it's like someone is reading my mind right now. <laughs> I was like, who is exposing me right now? But here, Brooke, Brooke is exposing me right now. So oh my um, gosh. I, I was like, let me ask if she can be on the show just to talk about like basically like our post-grad journeys and kind of reflect a bit um, because you've been so, so open about your journey. Um, and something that Thank I you. said to Katie Bilotti and on um, my previous episode when she came on the show, content creators really, sh- they don't have to share every aspect of their life. You know what I'm saying? But you really were very open from the beginning and just shared everything, the ups and downs. And I think it really helped a lot of people. So I want to make sure you know that. Um, I'm sure people tell you all the time, but you know, I I just want to be clear that it does help a lot of people. And it's nice to see that 
Um, other people are going through the same thing as you, even if it's like silly little things. Totally. You know? <laughs> right before we get into the episode, I do like to do a little bit of a rapid fire just to kind of get sure. the episode started. And so I have five rapid fire questions here for you um, in like a do you prefer format? And the first one is, do you prefer Southern culture or East Coast culture? Oh, definitely East Coast. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> I went to college in the South. Um, I went to the University of Georgia, but I'm originally from Long Island, New York, very East Coast uh, vibe, if you will. And <laughs> I didn't realize how much I guess like assimilated to this culture of being like a Long Island, like Northeastern person. I'm very <laughs> high energy, uh, right. loud, and I don't like to like stereotype based on area, but I just thought that that's kind of how everyone was. Right. And I, I never felt like I had to ever apologize for being like too loud or too much until I went to the mm. South where it was just a very different cultural experience. And I, of course, like found my people and like love them, but I, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just more of a East Coast energy kind of person. Yeah, yeah. And so it must have been nice too in a way that, you know, after grad or, um, you know, graduating from college, you were coming back to the East Coast to work. So it was kind of probably mm -hmm. so nice for you to come, kind of come back, not home home, but like to a similar similar though totally yeah. number two i feel like you get this all the time but boston or new york city okay well as of right now <laughs> so i moved to boston post-grad but i'm actually right. in the process of moving to new york city so um excited. so i'm gonna thank you so while i've never <laughs> i've never lived there but i'm very excited so i will say new york city and i grew up always going to new york city as a mm -hmm. kid um I grew up on Long Island, so that was always when we would do our field trips and stuff in elementary school, middle school. Like we'd go to like museums in the city and stuff like right. that. Um, yeah, so it's like a part of my culture growing up, I guess. But then, um, and it was always my goal to kind of move there. The job thing kind of ended up with Austin, but yeah. New York, I think. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you're, like, you're used to that, if, especially if you're living in Long yeah. Like I just feel like it's a thing, you know? Three, the always everyone loves this kind of question, but uh, <laughs> dating in college or dating in post-grad? Which do you prefer? I'm going to say post-grad. Yeah. Really? Okay. Why? Is Why? That? You, do you prefer the other? Okay. So, okay. It's so funny because I don't, well, first of all, I, I basically don't really date. I'm like single for life. Everyone like 100%. Like, I feel that. <laughs> it's weird because I think there's more pressure dating in post-grad. So it kind of mm -hmm. makes me feel like, uh, maybe I prefer like dating in college more because then you know, like everyone is like, you know, everyone's from either from the same school, like you have something that you really like talk about yeah. with. But I definitely understand that. I think that for me, since I went to school somewhere where the people were so different, um, mm -hmm. I was never really, I kind of found out like immediately, like freshman year, I was like, I'm probably not going to date anybody here. <laughs> I just, I mean, of course I was always like open to it, but I just right. kind of realized I was like, I don't think my soulmates at uh, UGA, I mean, and who knows, maybe they could have been and like, I just didn't meet them or something. It's school of like 40,000 students so like right. that's very I can't just like assume that I guess yeah. but in the groups of people that I hung out with um I don't think my soulmate was there <laughs> no it's okay I went to I went to UConn the University of Connecticut and oh I also, okay and I also huge school so I also was like yeah. no like very quick, quickly like this is not gonna work but you yeah. know you always have your <laughs> you always have like your inkling of hope like please like someone like maybe then I graduated I know I, like, I seriously <laughs> It's all good. It's just not our priority right now. No, exactly. It is what it is. So, um, and then number five, do you prefer college Brooke or post-grad Brooke? 
Um, okay. Well, I'm one of those people who I look back on every previous year of my life and I like cringe. Are you one of these people <laughs> yeah, too? Because I know. Wait, Brooke. Okay. So I'm the person who like, I'm, I'll be at the tread, like on the treadmill at the gym and just like a random memory will pop into my head and I'll be like, oh my God, cr-, like literally cringing yes, as I'm like running yes. on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah you're so like, wow, I really embarrassed myself in fifth grade or whatever yeah. it is. I'm like that too. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel like when I look back on college, of course, I have like a million like fond memories and things like that. But I just feel like I was still growing into myself and figuring out, especially Mm -hmm. in the younger years, like freshman year, sophomore year, cringe alert. And then like, I think junior year, I kind of matured and like found myself. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I would say post-grad just because every year I'm learning and growing. And I think I made more of my... I don't want to say like mistakes in college, but I feel like I mm. got past all those like more immature phases, like the drama and things like that right. in college. And yeah. now I'm like in my full like final form. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're evolved, Brooke Michio. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh yes. Level up. No, I, I agree too. Like, and like I always, the reason why I bring this one up is because at least in my year of post-grad, like I was always thinking about like kind of, I always compare and so mm-hmm. I always think about, okay, like, how we all does do. Flash, like we all do. Right. Um, and so I always think about like things in context of like, okay, what had happened before? What do I want to do next? Like how, do, how is this all going to work? It's hard sometimes because especially in post-grad, I feel like when you're comparing yourself to other people as well, it feels like, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. in college I was doing all this stuff. And then this time in post-grad, like, I feel like I'm doing nothing or I'm not like, meeting yeah. my expe- you know the expectations you have for yourself um and so something i've always, always remind myself of is like i am where i'm supposed to be and um i i love post grad even though it's crazy and like it's there's so much that goes on and it's like a roller coaster of emotions i definitely think i prefer post grad me versus college cuz like you said you grow and you you there's you just evolve so much more and you understand yourself better and you you have Completely. room to understand yourself better too i think I think it's also like the identity thing. Like so many people get lost in the identity of school. And I think Mm. I was one of those people too. Like I always, you know, in in high school, I was like, not even if school is like not your number one priority, but like, it's just a way that I don't want to say that you could like put on this mask, but like, I was always like covered up by the fact that I was a student. And then when you're post-grad, you really, you realize you don't have that school thing to kind of keep you going. And of course you could fill it with a job and other things, but you have to rely more on yourself. Yeah. It's like you're creating a whole new identity almost because you have that mm-hmm. veil kind of, it's like, oh, she's exposed now. Like, who are you as a person? It's like, yeah, oh, I actually don't have a clue. <laughs> so yep. you kind of started from scratch. But with that, um, you guys got to know Brooke a little bit through those rapid fire questions. I want to give you uh, the opportunity to introduce yourself, kind of talk about what you've sure. been up to in the past year, what you've been doing. Um, I could go on and on about how incredible Brooke <laughs> is. So take it away, Brooke. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Okay, so I guess starting off um, by nature, I'm a YouTuber. I started doing YouTube when I was in high school. I've had multiple accounts. I've really been on YouTube forever, but I started on this account when I was in high school, Um, went off to college, like I said, at the University of Georgia, and that's kind of like when my YouTube channel started growing more. Mm. Um, And then I graduated from college and, like we said, accepted a job in Boston. So I moved to Boston. And all this while through, I've just been documenting my journey. I started a podcast along the way with my best friend, Danielle So we have a, yeah, the best. So so we have a podcast together. And then um, I, I would say like through that, my social media has kind of been perpetually growing through all of this, through college and then through post-grad, doing vlogs and showing my life. Um, I did quit my job to kind of 
I, I say to pursue social media full time, but it's, I guess that's truly like what I quit for. It was just mm-hmm. that, um, I wanted to spend those hours elsewhere, I guess. Um, and I didn't really love the job to be honest, but that's right. a whole nother uh, story. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. now I, well, with quarantine and everything, it's just been absolutely insane. So my lease was up in Boston. I've always, I kind of knew that after doing one year in Boston, cause I kind of moved there for the job that I would move right. to New York city. So it's definitely a weird time to be moving, but I'm back at home for a little bit right now mm-hmm. and I will be moving to New York city in a few weeks. So pretty crazy. I literally hearing your story, it just, it line so much with me because I my lease also was up in Boston obviously because we, we probably started around the same time and yeah. I'm also moving to a new city but I'm moving to Washington oh. DC for yeah Wait, that's so exciting I that's know a great city. yeah I think it's gonna be so awesome and like it's just Congrats. I think it's like up and thank you so much it's like up and coming not up and coming it's like you know established but I just feel like no one yeah. Oh, DC, everyone's like New York or Boston. So um, I am moving to DC because I am, I accepted a opportunity to go to grad school there. So I will be going. Oh my gosh, uh, look at that. You. So I know, and who knew I'd be going to grad school, but here I am. So um, it's going to be really fun. I'm excited. I'm just excited to move to a new city. Obviously in the age of Corona, I don't know how this is going to be, but you know. <laughs> I think that's so great that you're like comfortable taking risks. I'm like that too. So I'm like, I'm cool to move forever. Like if an opportunity comes up, like I don't want to say no. Right. Exactly. Like this is the time to take risks and all that. So I I was very excited when the opportunity came and I was like, you know what, whatever, like do it. I saw you posted about how um, you finally found your New York city apartment. So I was like, Oh my God, Brooke and I are like, (laughs) we're like synced up. That's so crazy. Oh, so funny. But so congrats to you on finding your New York city apartment. Congrats Um, to you. <laughs> That's exciting. So it's, gonna be, it's gonna be so so fun. We're we're going on our next steps for our journey, and I just wanted to kind of take this episode to kind of go back and just talk about all the stuff like you know we basically went through ups and downs, and like basically like what advice you would have for um, my listeners, whether they're in you know starting post grad like now because they graduated in the class of 2020, or if they've been in post grad, like just kind of talking about our experiences and what you've learned. Um, and what advice you'd have to share. And one of the things I wanted to start off with was, you know, you were moving to Boston from living in Georgia for four years. And, um, you know, what was like going through your mind basically when you like, you got the job, like I'm sure everyone like goes through like looking for the job. It's so hard. You're stressed. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, I got one. Now what? Um, (laughs) and here you were totally a new city. Um, and I wanted to know like what was going through your head? Like, what were you excited about? What were you scared about? Yeah. Um, well, so I actually, I will say like how I kind of decided on the job because a lot of people are like, what, what made you choose, you know, Boston? So I had kind of two job offers on the table. I had the one okay. in Boston, which paid, paid a little bit more. Okay. Um, and the job just, it didn't seem, it seemed like it would be like a standard eight to five. It didn't seem like yeah. I'd have to be working outside of work hours, which I did like the idea. Everyone was like really good work-life balance. So I was like, that's perfect. You know, yeah. I have a lot going on on the side with uh, my YouTube and my podcast. So I really like that. And the other offer, um, it was in Chicago and it was with another oh. company. Um, yeah. And it, I, I never really talk about this. Like I say that I got the offer, but honestly, I didn't really consider it too much just because the pay was significantly lower yeah. and the reviews yeah. of the company online were, uh, Mm-mm. not and great. Uh, so you got to check those in <laughs> like reviews. Seriously. Yeah. No, I always, I'm always checking the reviews, the salaries comparing because, mm-hmm. you know, girl, we need money. It's important. Right? 
we need money especially so. if you're moving if you're relocating to a new city you can't yeah. say that the salary doesn't matter it does like it you have does. to move up yeah. your whole life yeah oh so um yeah so i moved to boston then after kind of deciding that um very impu- i will say it was kind of impulsively too i applied to a bunch of jobs got this job and i don't want to say that i like gave up but i was just really happy with this choice yeah. i was like this makes sense you know mm-hmm. i thought that it aligned really well for me um Mm-hmm. And I will say, like I said, I've just always been like a kind of independent person. I knew a few people in Boston from um, YouTube and then a few people from yep. college that were moving there for right. either the same the same role as me or another role. So that was nice because I kind of had some immediate connections. I also made some connections with um, listeners of Gals on the Go who ended up working at my company, which was crazy. Uh-huh. They were like, hey, like, I'm like your coworker now. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> shut up. Like, that's so oh, cool. hi. Yeah. So now we're... <laughs> That is yeah, so awesome. It was, it was cool. And I'm always yeah. like a very big like community type person. Like right. I don't really care, you know, how we become friends. Like I I, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so great. I know someone. Yeah. Um so made it a lot of friends, I guess, instantly from for you too. Like, you know, just things a little bit like, okay, like I have I have a small community budding here. Like I'm not gonna go into this like blindly or like just fully alone. Yeah. And I would encourage everybody, if you're relocating cities, don't be shy to reach out. I, there were so many times. So like this was a year ago, last summer, mm-hmm. I hung out with the most random people. Like I, people would come to hangouts and they'd be like, Hey, this is my college roommate's best friend from home. She just moved wow. to Boston too. She's going to hang out with us. And I was like, that's cool. Like she can hang out with us. Like right. I re- would really encourage people to reach through those connections because that's how you find friends in a new city. And mm-hmm. I think that there will be some commonality between you. You know, if it's a mutual friend, a friend of a friend or something, I'm sure you have something in common. So that's like obviously a lot better than just like meeting people. It's hard to make friends post-grad. So, you know, I would recommend doing that. No, exactly. And so like, did that for sure? Like, was that like, so it seems like it definitely helped in your transition and like made it a little bit more comfortable for you. And what was the overall transition to Boston like? Even though you were from, like you're from the East Coast, you're from Long Island, you know what I'm saying? You've known, but like, to be away from that for four years, it's a long time. It's a long time and still a new city, completely new cities. It was, um, it was a lot, I think for me in the beginning, because I was very just thrown into things and busy. So I feel like I never really had time to process my emotions, which is why mm. I think a few months into it, I kind of hit that breaking point where I was like, Oh my gosh, wow. I'm like alone. I feel like I don't have true friends. Like I hit that point because right away I was just like, Brooke, have fun. You're young, you know, you're 22 you just moved here. So I allowed yeah. myself to truly like have so much fun. I just put myself out there and was doing all these things saying, yes, I like was barely sleeping because I was balancing everything from like my social life. I didn't want to say no to any invitations, but then I was working in training, but then I did my YouTube stuff on the side. So I wouldn't even say the side. That was like the main thing at the time, but I had work too. So it was just a lot. Right. It's like two main things and it's like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So it was just busy in a good way, I would say. And then and I don't think that that's necessarily a good long-term strategy, but I, I always do feel that when I'm the busiest and I'm, I don't encourage like overworking. I don't mean like that. Like, I mean, I'm busy with like just keeping myself social, keeping myself doing all these things because, right. and I felt like that was a really happy time for me. And I think that when it all started kind of crashing and burning is when more so when I like allowed myself to just be lonely and things like that. And I think Mm. living alone had a whole nother like layer on top of it. So it's like a delicate balance of, you know, keeping yourself engaged and doing all these things, but also like giving yourself time. Um, So I feel like I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. 
No. Yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, right. No, it's like you, you need to give yourself time to actually feel emotions and like, mm-hmm. say, Hey, like, okay, this is how I feel about something. This is not working. Like, or like, yeah, like I need to slow down kind of thing because I feel we're always like, just go, go, go. You mentioned living alone. That was something I wanted to talk to you about because I yeah. like in my, when I first moved to Boston, like this was my first time ever living alone too. Um, oh my I, don't know gosh. Was, I don't know if it was your first time ever living alone, was it? Or So I did like a summer internship and I subleased okay. and I did live alone in the sublease okay. because everybody else was out. So, okay. but I, that was like, I went home on the weekends. So it was a little oh, different. Okay. That was yeah. more, it was so yes, but also not so much. I constantly had visitors and was going home and stuff. Okay. This was more so like it's just you're me alone. The world. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. Like you're in the real world now. No, and and so for so for me too, it was also my first time. And I'm someone who's like extroverted to the max. Like my I've taken like the Myers Briggs thing, and it's like you're 92 percent E. I'm like, oh, I I need like yeah. <laughs> so to be alone, I was like, oh, like this is this is new. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. What was that like for you initially? Like, did you? learn a lot about yourself living at home, like alone? Like, did you surprise yourself? Because something that I've, I recognize that, you know, I'm someone who's again, very extroverted, but I ended up as much as yes, like you have your lonely moments and like you make it work. Like you're right. You were really busy all the time. Like you were doing your things. Mm -hmm. I also tried to like pursue things that I've always wanted to do and like never had the time for. And I made sure to fill my schedule, but obviously you know, you still go, I feel like when you're going through post-grad and you're living alone, you, things hit you harder than you would, like, <laughs> if you're living with other people. Yeah. Um, and I had, like, more time almost and more space to recognize um, a lot of, like, really recognize and process a lot of the things that I was going through. And mm-hmm. um, I was really just surprised to find a lot of things come out of myself almost in terms of, like, personality or the way I am about things. So I was wondering, like, if there was anything that you learned about yourself or something, anything that surprised you when you were living out alone? Yeah. Um, I think, well, the responsibility aspect is one thing where you realize it makes you truly have to, and I have lived in like college apartments with friends and college, even a house where we had to like, you know, take care of the house and yeah. do the chores and everything. Yeah. But I think that when you truly live alone, you realize what it's like to be I don't want to say an adult, but it was definitely a very pivotal moment for me in terms of like responsibilities because you realize that you have to do everything you know if you want something taken care of like no one's going to do it for you Mm -hmm. or even if you you know I've done it before where you leave dishes in the sink or something it could be as something as small as that or as big as like I fell asleep and I left the tv on no one turned the tv off for me or whatever (laughs) it could be something so stupid yeah yeah (laughs) um, you realize that it's all on you it is definitely kind of lonely at times but um for me, I kind of knew I wanted that space because of what I do on social media. And I always felt like I was being loud or too annoying for my roommates. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this so that I have the um, space to be as creative as I want. And if I want to record, like, start doing a video at midnight, I can do that. And I'm not going to bother anybody. Yeah, Um, of course, keeping the noise down. So I learned, yeah, I I agree with what you said, you learn a lot about yourself, you learn about a lot about what you need, you know, when you're feeling low, you have to recognize that in you and be like, maybe I'm going to FaceTime a friend or take a walk or do something to feel more extroverted, like what you were saying. Yeah, very extroverted as well. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, for sure. I would recommend people to do it if you have the means to though, because I think you you learn so much more versus 
while living with roommates allows you to learn to deal with other people, which is really an important life skill too. I think that's important, but also living alone teaches you how to be independent if you're not independent, which Mm -hmm. I have some friends that could probably benefit from that. (laughs) (laughs) You guys might might benefit from that a little bit. I I also think too, like it also makes you feel more at home with yourself and more comfortable with yourself because you feel more at home with yourself you have more confidence like you I don't know I feel like as much as I was like struggling in a way like because I think everyone does like in post-grad where you don't know who you are as a person really you're trying to figure that out and that could you know mess up with your confidence I guess but in a way I felt like I was gaining confidence having a better understanding of myself because I gave myself the space to grow and understand and I could better advocate for myself as well. I'm like, as you kind of mentioned, like know what you want, like, you know, um, and be able to express that and to, you know, take action on those things as well. Because when you know what you want, then you can kind of visualize it. You can visualize it a little bit more and actually put that into effect. Um, and I, I definitely think that living on my, I don't know if I would have been able to do that if I lived with two or three other people, you know, which a lot of people do in Boston. Like you have to most of the time, unless, oh, yeah. unless you have the means to. Um, and so it's definitely very hard. Did that kind of help you in terms of making, cause you, you made some very drastic decisions. Like you ended mm-hmm. up quitting your job and you like decided to do, you know, social media full time. Like you, you did a lot of a lot of independent, bold, strong decisions, like spending time alone and like going through these things. Like, did that help you visualize what you wanted? And you, and then you realize like, okay, this isn't really working for me. Definitely. Like, how hard was that to kind of admit to yourself too? Yeah. Um, I think it de- definitely, cause you have more time to think and feel when you're alone, obviously, you know, when you're with a roommate, you could kind of shoot the shit for lack of a better phrase like you sit on the couch and you know you talk about like nonsense sometimes of course I had very meaningful conversations with my roommates but then half the time you know you're watching Netflix and talking and on your phone or whatever but then those gaps of time when it's filled and you're in your own thoughts and feelings I definitely agree with that so I had plenty of time to think about what I really wanted um I will say like the timeline with me leaving my job was pretty aggressive it was kind of I had conversations actually really one conversation that really sold like confirmed that decision for me was my grandma and she Mm. kind of was like you know life is so short and like you I really see the potential for you to do such great things and at this point like I'm pretty open with like you know how much I'm with my family like how much I was making from my YouTube projects and things like that and they were like you know if you dedicate your full time to it you know maybe that's where it's at for you Mm -hmm. and um yeah, so it was definitely, I would say, stemmed from the independent thinking of living alone, but I definitely did have many meaningful conversations with important people in my life. It was yeah. something that I came to the like the conclusion of, of course, but I definitely gained feedback from others. Right, yeah. And I love that you're, I love that you said that you had um, these conversations with your grandma, too. Yeah, um, because it's like, you, like, you know, that's so awesome because I think it's so important, like in postgrad, to have that support system. So I would love to talk a little bit about like work as well. How were those first few months of work like? Like, what were you feeling, especially because you were mentioning you were doing all of these different things at once and like trying to maintain it all while trying to get acclimated to a new city? So, how were you feeling at the end of every day, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, the first month of work was training and honestly training was super light, which is why I think that in the beginning (laughs) it was kind of, yeah, (laughs) there was, there was definitely harder days where we had like 
assessments or whatever they called them, you know, where I built myself up to like such high levels of anxiety, which was definitely not, I, I don't suffer with anxiety, but I felt like those anxious feelings those days. Right. And I remember, I did too. yeah, when it's like performance reviews and stuff, it's definitely tense, but for the overview of training, it was very fun. You know, they want you to network. So you get to know everybody and like feel comfortable in the company and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like I attained really that much knowledge, which I think kind of led me to a lot of other later decisions. Um, I agree. So I, not can, in a bad I actually way. relate. I can actually really relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. No, because like, you go through all those trainings and it's like, I, at least for me, like, um, and I always say this on my podcast, I came from, I was a double major in biology and communication in college. And then mm-hmm. I worked in cool. fashion merchandising. So a very big learning curve. Um, and so going through all those trainings and everything, sometimes I felt like, Oh, I don't, I'm not really getting much from, <laughs> from all of this. Then you're thrown into an environment where you're like, you have to do the job. Right. And it's like, well, yep. you feel behind all the time and you're trying to catch up. So definitely like, I don't know. I, 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 relate to that for sure I feel that yeah so my job was in sales and like I honestly I feel like I've never really said this but like I was selling a product that I don't really know what it does like I'm not gonna lie like I still don't really know and (laughs) me Me? (laughs) yeah wow felt that (laughs) like I'm like when you're in the job I'm like I I just don't know (laughs) you're like I still don't know what I'm doing like yeah I think everyone's faking it till you make it. Like that's truly the mantra of postgrad. But I, yes. and I tru- I know I know everybody else felt that way. I think I know people who still work there that feel that way. Uh-huh. It's just kind of confusing, and the role is kind of in between a lot of different other roles where it's like who has what authority to do what. There is there's kind of like overlap. Was a little confusing. Although it was a great company. I don't mean to like I'm not trying to bash the company or anything. It was yeah. um, definitely a pivotal few months of my life. I guess training was really fine. Um, and then just a few months into kind of getting into the role and like the number portion of it all and kind of getting assigned a quota and things like that, when things started to become more like real for me, um, I just realized I just didn't like it very quickly. And Mm -hmm. I think in training, it was all like well and good because I was making all these awesome friends and it was fun. I just moved to this new city and it was summer and I was going out all the time, like I said. So, and I loved the people because everyone was so awesome. Everyone went to schools very similar to Georgia. Yeah. Um, you know, we had like from UConn, Penn State. So it was like all like yeah, my, people my, who I just really my my, my yeah. company too. It feels like school. It's like orientation. Like you get to college. Yes. And it's like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's like kind of nice and it gets you and you feel like it's cool again and you're used to school. So I was used to it. And then um mm-hmm. kind of getting thrown into the job role, I just very quickly realized that and I'm not I don't know if it's I didn't like it. I don't know if it wasn't for me, whatever you want to call it. I kind of yeah. feel like it's a combination of all of those for me. Mm-hmm. Um but mm-hmm. that's for everybody to decide on their own, I guess. My parents knew before I even when I said I was taking a job in like sales like this, they were like, You're not gonna last. Like everyone kind of called it. So I mean <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like parents always know. They're just like yeah. They do. <laughs> But they're like, we're not going to tell you no, because like, we're not going to stop you. But like, you got to figure that out for yourself. Because and I that I'm kind of glad that they allowed me to grow into myself and figure it out for myself. Because it's something that I needed. Like I said, I needed to come to that conclusion myself. And it's you can't like once you're once you reach this age of life, like your postgrad, like you have to make the decisions for you. It's not about what mom and dad want anymore, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, I agree. I I don't think it. Yeah. Yeah. truly ever but especially when you realize like yo I have to do this for the rest of my life like no nah. um, <laughs> I have to be this confused forever <laughs> like, what? I was, yeah I was like nah, probably not gonna do that so that kind of all led to it and I, I 
I briefly considered for a second, like a career change and not just an overall leaving. Mm. Um, but that was like a very brief stint in my mind. But then I was like, why don't I just give myself and I like kind of put them, I didn't like write it down or anything, but I was like in my head, I'll give myself six, six months of doing this. And if it's, if I'm flopping, I'll find a job again. You know, it's not the worst thing I would definitely have to start over because I only had a few months under my belt of this job. So Mm. when I I wouldn't be able to like use it really as experience or whatever, but I probably I, I kind of knew that I was not going to be in sales anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. But luckily, knock on wood, things have been going great. Um, I've been really wise with like my it. money. I've, Thank you. I, I have a good amount of money in savings. So like uh, people, you know, I'm not just out here, like just splurging up a storm because I know that yeah. it's a very, it's a weird industry uh, doing social media. It's very right. inconsistent. You'll have an amazing month and you'll have a month that the first month of COVID, I was like, I might be out of a job. Like you never yeah. know. So. Oh my gosh. Were you ever so like stressed about that? Like, was that ever, did that ever cross your mind? Like, okay, like, wow, like big, things could be really shaky because of COVID and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I had a few brands at first pull out and I was like, Oh, that's a little weird. And then it was a yeah. little dry for a little bit. And I was watching other people's videos. I yeah. remember my friend, uh, Natalie Barbu did. Yeah, like, Natalie. A, she's the best. She did a video or like a podcast episode or something yeah. about like what she, what she thinks the future of the industry was. And I remember I didn't even think through all these things. And she was like, yeah, like, you know, the marketing budgets are down and all this stuff. And I started getting really nervous. But honestly, oh, yeah. I have, knock on wood, I haven't really seen that affect my business. I've definitely seen Good. some sponsors pull out, but it's not um, significant enough. And I'm very lucky. Of course, I recognize that. But then again, the world is just unstable right now. I see people who work at the company that I used to work at that aren't getting promotions because there's no, no roles right. to get promoted to. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, it's scary. Like a lot of my friends, you know, from when I, like, when I graduated with them, like we all started the same time and here they are getting furloughed or losing their jobs or any, like all of those things. Yeah. It's very, very scary to watch. So, but I'm letting you know, like it looks like you're thriving at least to me and like you're doing, <laughs> you're you. doing well. Like, and I'm so glad that you're able to do like what you need to do despite like all of this like shit show going on. Thank you. Oh my so, God. I yeah. appreciate it. Of course. So In that experience, like did you come to realize what your priorities were and what were they? at that point. Yes, completely. Well, I think that also has to do with moving to Boston where, well, it's not far from home. It's like Mm -hmm. four or five hours driving, or you could take a plane and stuff like that. But I just realized, um, I was away from my, from my family for so many years in college, but I made all of those college friends that kind of made it feel like home to me. And then I realized I was like, you know, I'm finally done with college. I want to come back to the Northeast, but yet I'm still not near my family. So I knew that was a priority of mine. I was like, I'm really close with my family. My mom's probably who I would refer to be my best friend or one of them. My mom. Um, <laughs> isn't that so sweet? That's very right? special. No, yeah. it's so <laughs> special. Like I was just thinking about that today, literally, because I was hanging out with her and I was like, I'm I'm just so lucky to have this relationship with you. But anyway, that's like I a feel side, that. side note. No, I know. I feel <laughs> that. I'm, I feel that. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking about everything and I was so sad, you know, when I first – uh, kind of was moving away because my this was my brother's senior year of high school and I realized I wasn't oh. going to see him off to college and things like that. And I kind of never expected to, but then I realized right. that, uh, you know, I'm five hours away. I probably won't be able to see him go off and then kind of COVID hit and everything. And I realized I was moving back home. And that's when I kind of realized that my priorities are my family, my close friends. I have a great group of friends from home. And while I wouldn't, you know, move around for them, like I'm not going to change uproot my life for like friends um, yeah. particularly. Mm-hmm. 
It's important. You don't, you you don't realize that those are very, like, those are lifelong connections, the friends that I've had since I was in fifth grade or whatever it may be, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and just overall prioritizing, um, life over working. I think that's another thing that I came to. If I, you know, if I didn't have to be doing this thing where it's eight to five and then I come home and work more and then I go out and drink and like, whatever, like it just wasn't a healthy lifestyle if I'm being honest. So I think prioritizing that balance is important too. Yeah. And it's, it's, I agree with that too, because I think we tend to, people tend to like really overwork themselves and push themselves and like to Mm -hmm. do well and like, like prove to themselves and sometimes to other people that like they can do it. Right. But yeah, you know, at some point it's like, okay, come on. Like I can't, (laughs) I know it's not going to work, you know? Um, it's something that I was hard for me. Like I'm someone who's a perfectionist, like 100%, like all in will give my 200%. But and I would give it to everyone else. And I, at the end of the day, I was left with none, like, you know, mm-hmm. nothing. And it's like, at the same time, you, then you come home and it's like, well, okay, well, I have to do all this other stuff to prove to myself that I, I can do, you know, do it all. Yeah. And it's like, no, like you need, you need to, again, prioritize and figure out like what really matters to you. And I love that you mentioned um, your family and then your friends as well. I was like in a city outside of Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was in a city outside of Boston. Um, Cause my, my job is like, in greater Boston, if that's what you want to go. That's gotcha. what I call it. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't, I had like access to go see my friends in the city. Like I can take the train and everything, but still you're not going to see your friends. Like you're yeah. working nine to five. Like you're going to be tired at the end of the day. Like you're yeah. stressed and you know, it's hard. And um, like I said, you want to have your support system. And I just realized very quickly that that was also a priority for me too, that like as much as I love being independent and doing my own thing, like I need to have like my friends, like, you know, and, yeah, and you do. people and stuff like that. Um, and I found it personally, it was a little bit harder for me to find, uh, like new friends. Cause I was like a family town almost. I was like, I'm not going to go. Oh, like, that's sit tough. With yeah. So I was like, I don't really want to sit at the Dunkin' Donuts, like with all the high schoolers. Not it. sis. So I was like, no. yeah. In your case, like you met a lot of people through your your work program and everything. What were the other ways in which you found like people to interact with? Um, and how were how was it building those relationships? Yeah, it was um while it was great, I think that they shouldn't be your work friends shouldn't be your only friends. And I would definitely repeat that back to myself. Well, it was, and it's so great and it's so easy because you meet these people and obviously you have something in common. You interviewed and got the same job, right? Naturally (laughs) you're going to have something in common with these people. Right. And you both, and you both all moved to a new city, likely just graduated college. So while Mm -hmm. you have like this checklist of things you have in common with them, I think it's really important to not only have work friends because I found that it was no separation from work. Also, I found that a lot of these people kept talking about work after work hours and I'm one of those people that likes to shut it off and these people did not or something I guess yeah it's tough oh my gosh no I'm also one of those people I'm like do not talk (laughs) I don't want to hear it I don't want it yeah it's well especially if you just spend your whole work day doing it it's like the weekend you're going to talk about you know how so-and-so is doing at work and how you think you can beat them or whatever in sales I know it's very competitive so Mm. it is one of those things and it wasn't everybody but there were certain people where I was like I can't hang out with that kid because I know he's going to talk about work right now and I just want to have a drink like I'm sorry (laughs) um I feel that 
but not even just like in terms of competition. I just think in, in terms of just general happiness, you have to have friends outside of work because then your whole life is work. So um, I made a lot of friends from YouTube, which I don't really consider YouTube friends to be work friends in my opinion, because I think I have a lot of interest with them beneath the surface too. Um, right. So from social yeah. media, I had some friends. And then, like I said, the friends of friends thing really helped me. I had some, uh, I had a friend actually from high school and then I became friends with some of her friends oh, that were up there. Great. So yeah, I had a, and I think it's important to have a bunch of different friend groups, not just have one. Cause of course, I agree. um, it's important for you mentally, I think to stimulate yourself in different ways and not just have the same, like, while I have like the same, like three people closest to me, mm-hmm. I think it's important to have, you know, a bigger, wider circle too. Right. Just to gain like different perspectives too. Yes. Especially like going through this post-grad thing. I just feel like when you have like that one way of thinking like surrounding you all the time, it's like, no, like I need like other perspectives to help me shape my own you know, exactly. Um, and just like make a better sense of everything going on. And I, at least like for your social media friends and too, like I, I know like Gretchen and Arlen yeah. and Maggie, yeah. like, they are incredible people, like incredible people to be able to spend time with, like with and, um, like learn from as well. So I, I'm so happy that like you had, I, I don't know them personally, but like, it looks <laughs> like, you know, it looks like they're just such incredible people and just so motivational also. That's it too. Yeah. It's important to hang out with people that inspire you on a, it doesn't even have to be on a work level, but just on a, I don't want to say productive either, but in terms of like, like yeah, empowering. Inspiring, empowering, inspiring and empowering. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah, 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 you yeah. need to be friends with people like that because if your friends are the type of people that have no goals, no ambition, you're not, it's just not going to be good. It's not going like, to be honest. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I think um, everybody knows that and you want to admit that to yourself, but then you have right. to check yourself, you know, cause I've done that too, where then I'll get into cycles of hanging out with people and I don't like the person I am mm-hmm. because I don't like the person particularly that they are, or maybe I think that I do and I trick myself into becoming this warped version of myself and falling into bad habits that they might do just to be friends with someone. And I think right. we've all kind of done it to a certain extent yeah. with different, yeah. uh, obviously to different extremes, mm-hmm. but you know, if you can't stand strong on your own, you're not going to stand strong, like with a friend or whatever. So, yeah. Snaps for that. Oh, I love yeah. that. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And like, even I just look at people like Gretchen and guys, I know I keep mentioning all these names. You guys probably are like, who the hell? <laughs> but I will honestly link all of them in the podcast <laughs> because you guys need to see all of them. But I look at, right. Cause I've watched you like on YouTube and just like seen like kind of like the growth of just from the beginning postgrads like now and even like just watching your relationship with Gretchen Garrity like such a sweet genuine relationship and she's someone who's like just so motivation and empowering and so positive everyone always sa- everyone always says how positive she yeah. is but even like how she loves soul cycle and then you were going to soul cycle i don't know if you started did she did she introduce you to yeah. soul cycle or i went to one class before her but she was okay. the, the person who got me into it and was so encouraging with fitness with even just, and she was someone that like, when I was quitting my job, she was kind of like a cheerleader for me. Like you can do it. Like, you know, like you can do like the YouTube thing, but then I helped her kind of start her podcast. So kind of it all intertwines and it's not, and I don't, think of it I think friendships are really important you can't think of it like a I'll help you if you help me it's just right. that's what you do no, but that's you kind grow. of how it goes you grow together you, you know, yeah she's the best and I think that she was definitely a, like a light of me um like she she made my experience in Boston so much greater yeah. um just having her there and stuff so 
Yeah, that's awesome. And having those relationships, like did that like help you build a better relationship with yourself as well? Because I think of the health aspect, for example, or just confidence or like any of those things. It's when, as you said, when you are with people who empower you and inspire you like that, it really impacts who you are as a person and can help you to be again, have a better relationship with yourself. Um, Completely. Do you think that happened for you? Yeah, I think with Gretchen um, and you friends as well as just other people that I remember meeting and were so kind to me and so uplifting. And I never, and I definitely had friendships in college, you know, where people were like, Brooke, you're awesome, you know, keep going. Because what, with whatever I was doing, which is important to have friends that are your cheerleaders. Yeah. But I remember meeting people in Boston that were like, wow, you are so like cool and different than everybody I've ever met. And like hearing those things from people, it is so, it's crazy what it does to your confidence and your self-esteem, I guess. So I definitely mm. experienced some highs with self-esteem in meeting new people because right. I felt so valued and special, I guess. Right. And, um, yeah. So it was, of course you hit highs and lows with self-esteem. Like that's just something that will always fluctuate. But I remember just realizing truly like, how awesome I was, I guess. Like it yes. sounds so like cheesy you're to say. You're a bad but... bitch, bro. Today, <laughs> you're a bad bitch. <laughs> Thank you. No, but you, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you, you, everyone goes through their own confidence journeys, but he, and I don't look for validation from others. Like uh, I truly don't. I try to like validate myself. But when you meet someone and like they get to know you and they're like, you're a genuinely awesome person. It's like, that's like really cool. It's no, a very cool feeling. I, okay. So this is so crazy because like I wanted to say this too, but I was like, is this like weird? But like, it's true. <laughs> like I also felt feel the exact same like there were so many times where I'd like go to a gathering or something like that and you know you have to like not I don't want to say like sell yourself but like you you're you have totally to, you're, you're starting from scratch like you're starting these relationships from yep. scratch you're building friends so like you have to be like you be yourself like you know otherwise then like how is the like relationship gonna start and so um so many times I would find myself coming home and I'd be thinking about the night or like the day and um I'll hear the same things where people are like wow like you are so cool or like you like are so nice or like you like are awesome and it's like oh I never think about myself in that you have to start telling and and, and then imagine what happens when you start telling yourself those things and I truly do know I'm sure you do too now when you say those things to yourself and you genuinely look in the mirror and you don't have to say it out loud I know that's kind of cheesy but like I'll just think it I'll be like wow like I'm I am awesome. And like, just notice how the perspective shifts and how you have a good day instead of a bad day when you say those things to yourself. Right. I don't know. It's just like positive self-talk. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. the positive. And I always, always say that. And like, it's, I think honestly, it's so critical to have that positive self-talk in post-grad. Cause I think obviously with social media, I always say this, like you're always comparing yourself to like other mm-hmm. people. It's just so easy to easy for your mind to like wander. And just so think easy. about yeah. so many different things are just like, it doesn't matter. Like you are you and like, you need to focus on that and you need to tell yourself that in your head. And something I've learned really too, honestly, in postgrad is really like, again, like knowing how to talk to myself, like knowing how to put myself in situations that help me to think positively or put me in the best position to be successful within myself, if that makes sense. Completely. Um, yeah. So I'm so grateful for this past year, I think too, because of that. And just like that yeah. builds my confidence. And like, I know, I, I, listen, I'm still confused about life in general. Like who the, knows what the hell is it? But I feel, 
<laughs> but I still feel like I know where I am. I know where I want to go and I feel comfortable with that. And it took me a lot, like a year to get through that. And it took me not understanding what goes on at work to understand that. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> so faking uh, it. a whole year of faking it. <laughs> literally a whole year of faking it. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Like it's definitely helped my relationship with myself. And like, I think by doing that, like it helps like the energy that I have and that energy attracts like even greater people around Completely. me, you know? So like, I, I'm just really excited going through this past year, knowing what I've learned. Like I'm excited to apply that to a new city and like yes. new things. And yes. like, I'm so excited for you to do that too. It's going to be oh so gosh. fun. Like, oh, so awesome. I wanted to know too, like coming home, like moving home, you just moved home from Boston recently and you've been home for a bit because of quarantine, but like, how yeah. has that helped you to put your post-grad experience into perspective? Because now like you're back with your family, you have your support system around, like you, you have that accessibility. Whereas like in Boston, you, like we didn't like, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. just like wondering, like going, when you've been at home, like, and you're looking back on the year, like how has that kind of shaped your perspective on how things have gone. If that makes yeah. Sense. Well, first you take a second to breathe and you realize like everything that you've been through, like that happened to me. Like the first week that I was home, I was like, Oh my gosh, like so much has happened in the past like six months. And sometimes it takes like coming home to realize that it, that always would happen to me at college. Like when you come home over breaks and you're like, wow, that past semester was like a blur. Like let yeah. me break it down or whatever it is. <laughs> like blacked out that whole time. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh my God. From, I don't even know. Um, so I definitely was able to like break it down, I guess, in my head and kind of process everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like staring at my degree now because, and I just have it oh. hanging in my room and I just am realizing it just makes you realize, I guess, I don't know how to put it into words, but like just how different postgrad is from college, I guess. That's kind of like yeah. what I, I've realized and how this one year of my life has been so different than all four of my years in college, I guess. Um, But in a good way. And I think you find yourself and you grow and you learn. And I've learned just, it's not even like I can pinpoint specific things that I've learned because I just feel like I have acquired just so much information in general that I'm like, wow. And you experience, and from the bad things, like I, you know, I've experienced bad friends, I've experienced bad guys or whatever in my life and then the job thing like I've experienced a lot of negative but then like I said I just was going through with you all the positives like you know the positive self-talk that I've learned to give myself the positive things that I've never thought about myself the positive habits I've adapted like what you said about you know fitness and just mindset and things like that and how I figured out what my priorities are so I think you it's you take it in the good and the bad yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm like listening to you. I'm just like, uh, I'm so happy. Like even just for both of us, I think just because, I, and I, it makes me think too, like, cause you mentioned, you know, you think about the past four years and you think about this, this year and you know how so many people are always like, the college is like the best four years of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like <laughs> and I it just mean, when you said that, it made me think of that. Um, and do you think that like this year might have been like one of the best, even though like it was a shit show, 2020 is a shit show in 2019, like well, post-grad is like crazy. But like when you think about all of that together, do you think like this year like, might have been like one of the best or like, do you kind of miss those college years? I mean, everyone does, but like. Yeah, 
Um, I no, I think it was even though, and I think you have to take the, and I think your best years are the ones where the most stuff happens. So whether that be good and bad, but also you have to constantly remind yourself like, and I know it's like those cheesy sayings of like, you don't know a good day until you've had a bad day or whatever it is, you know, like you have to pick yourself up. It's always like when, it's always like when you're down that like the best things are coming because yeah. you're so low and then like anything brings you so high. And yeah. I definitely agree with that because while, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I truly don't believe that there's such thing as like a good year where every single day is like amazing and great. Like, you know, you're always going to have some sort of hardship. It's just, it depends like what that is yeah. and um, how you handle it is a lot of it. Yeah, it's like how you manage your emotions and like what you choose uh-huh. to do after the fact. Like, are you gonna like you can you can be in your feelings and do that? For me, I, I give my chance myself the chance to feel those things and do that obviously. But my thing is always like, okay, well now what? Like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, what are you? Yes, I do that too. Step? Okay, yeah, yeah. I just think it's so important because you can use when you channel that energy towards that action step i just find that you get so much more out of it what are you looking forward to in this next step of your life you're moving to new york city you have the lease yes. sign it's done it's done <laughs> yes what are you looking forward to um yeah i love meeting new people i think just like you extroverted person so i'm excited to do that excited to experience a new city i mean it's, they say it's like one of the best cities of course because it's huge <laughs> and there's so much to do it's a weird time that's the weirdest thing i never expected that i'd be moving to a city like like this in these times and it's yeah, crazy even yeah. just how a few months shift because you know a few months ago it was like don't move to new york and now it's like don't move to texas like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like don't yeah. move to texas <laughs> not actually but you know what i yeah, mean With yeah exactly. the virus like it's impossible to predict so right, exactly. what to feel about it yeah. but i think that you know if i hang out with people in small groups and whatever and i do have a lot of um people now that I know from high school or just from mutual friends, actually some friends that I know from Boston that have moved to New York. So it's really great that I have built these communities for myself and I'm excited to like allow them to grow. I'm obviously very single. So meeting oh, people will be fine, I think. And <laughs> yeah. growing, I think for business opportunity for what I'm doing now, like freelance social media stuff, there's so much more in New York than Boston. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think Boston's a great city, but just New York is New York. So well, Boston is like also, it's a very like healthcare biotech kind of like yeah. hard to, yeah. New York is, you have, I feel like there's more freedom to do those things and explore if you wanted to. So that's totally. so awesome. Do you think you would, you do you think you would ever go back to a corporate job there in New York city or you think you want to? Um, I don't actually see myself corporate kind of scares me, honestly, like the corporate concept right now. Not that like it scares me. No, I don't know what's the right word. I would go to a smaller company. I think that I've done, I've done corporate a few times now with internships and with um, now my job. Mm -hmm. And I've just realized that I don't think a corporate structure is for me. I just don't think that if it's my personality, well, maybe it's not to say for all corporations but at least the ones that I've been in um, where you're kind of like a cog in a machine that's just not really who I am I'm more of like a thinker so I would definitely work for a smaller company someday I um, am very comfortable working doing me right now and I I would rather start my own company I think I'm more of an entrepreneur mindset than like a work for somebody else I remember even telling my mom um, one of my first days after work I was like oh my gosh, my mom's doing all this work and I'm generating all this revenue because I, I was in sales and I'm like, right. I'm generating all this revenue and I don't even get to keep it. Like, yeah, and she's like, yeah that's the whole point. But that's, I think when you realize that you have an entrepreneur mindset, when you're like, if I'm going to put in the work, like I want to benefit 
which I know is selfish, but that's just kind of how I've always been. And I think that's what makes me me. Yeah, no. And you would be incredible at that. And I think your your mom is an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, she does. Yes. Yeah, she is. So it's like kind of like I feel like I'm used to it. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, this is like my lifestyle. So, well, thank you so so much, Brooke, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It was so fun, yes. um, and I'm so glad that we got to connect and I get to you know kind of share your story with my audience as well. And so I hope you had a good time, and I hope thank you, you, you for always having me. To, like, come back on the show. So I'll see you soon, Brooke. Bye. Bye.